That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. One of my favorite things on Instagram is when people are like, spill the tea, tell us your secrets. And people like anonymously send in all of these little secrets. Imagine that was a book. Imagine you could just read all of these types of secrets, whether they're humiliating, embarrassing, scandalous. Well, the ladies of Lady Gang did just that. The podcast queens, Kelty, Becca, and Jack, are here today. I can't believe I'm saying that. I have butterflies in my stomach without a doubt. And uh, they're going to be talking about their all new book, Lady Secrets, which is a must read collection of confessional essays of womanhood. This actually happened from a 1-800 hotline from fans and listeners from Lady Gang. Let's just dive in. Please welcome Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Van Eck to the show. All right. Welcome, Lady Gang. Very surreal moment here for me. You you guys were the podcaster before everyone had a podcast, me included. <laughs> so that it, it's it's sort of wild. You've created this entire, like your company, your brand. Like sometimes I'm like, damn, you have like dresses and books and there's so much going on. How are you all doing? We're so tired. <laughs> so thank <laughs> a you. A little stressed. Ter- terrible. <laughs> Yesterday, my mom was like, how's it going? And I was like, it's, it's like what we're going through right now is planning 15 weddings that are all happening within six weeks with three Mm. brides. Yes. Meaning you're talking about the tour. I actually have a real real wedding to plan that I keep putting off because we're doing this freaking tour because it's taking over our lives in the best way possible. We're so, so excited, but there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think when it's your brand too, and it's your tour and you know, the people are paying the tickets, like you can't like, I had a wedding planner, God bless her. She did so much for me, but I got to just be like, I like that gone. I like that gone. Like I didn't really get involved. The closest I can, I just came home from a Disney vacation and I planned for two fucking years for that shit. And I came home and I melted down. Cause I was like, you just, there's such a release. Cause you have so much of yourself into like these singular moments of time. But for you guys, like this is an entire tour. I did notice. Are you not coming to Toronto? We're not, mm. you know, that's yeah, actually one of you the guys. No, I'm just kidding. I know. Seriously, fuck us. Yeah. It's one of the cities that we, if we were going to leave the country, it's the first place we would go. 
we just haven't we're on a bus this year so we're doing like an actual like taking a bus oh sleeping on a tour gosh. bus so crossing the border would have been challenging. <laughs> no, also, no, don't do it. My yeah, son, I, I'm going to tell you right now, don't it. do it. Yeah, don't do it. I'm, and getting a passport for a baby is really hard right now. So yeah. like I'm holding my breath until that happens so that like going to Canada is out of, you know, out, out not on the table. Well, and you know, <laughs> Kelty's from Canada too. And it is her dream to go back there and show everybody how successful she is, especially <laughs> doing a... A big tour a with love, uh, lots of adoring fans. Have, so this hurts I her. Have a, I have a real issue here, and that is that I am I'm not famous in the United States, <laughs> but I have the level of fame in the United States that should make me no notoriable or have a notoriety in Canada. Except that I miss that boat too. So it's like <laughs> I'm a Canadian doing really well in America, which should give me like possibly a star on the holly or the canadian walk of fame or something oh, like yeah. when oh, the yeah. when the fucking hockey players come down here and do well they get a star when yeah. alan thick came down he had <laughs> a star like what yeah. does a girl have to do for canada to wake up i can't even get in a canadian wake fashion canada. magazine wake up canada i'm here i'm thriving <laughs> i need i need you to notice me i'm begging and Canada is such a it's so funny because we have like a I think all of California is like the same population as all of Canada. Like we're just spread out so much. But Canadians love Canadians like Shania Twain. Like that's our star yeah. woman. We've yeah, got Celine Shania, Dion. We're on the we same level. Same level. Give her a star. Give her a star. No, that's OK. I'm excited for when you do come. I have to ask, though, um, Becca, how are you? Are you touring on a bus with a baby? Well, no, I'm actually forcing my husband to meet me places with the baby. I love that. Okay. Um, I am bringing my dog because I told my husband when the baby came that I never got like my getaway, my romantic one-on-one yeah. -on -one getaway with my dog. Yeah. He told me that I was really insane and that I needed like help for that feeling. <laughs> but this tour came up and I was like, this is my chance. I'm going, yeah. I'm taking my original baby, but no, I'm not bringing the baby on tour. It's going to be pretty depressing actually because it's going to be there's some stretches where it's like I can't see there's no way to see him and it's over yeah. a week yeah I, also though like it's one of those things too where you almost have to like reprogram your brain a little bit to not think about it from like the mom role and think about it from the dad role yeah. like be the breadwinning winning housewife for a second and be like no I have to go and do this if this were if your husband was in a band and going on tour like he you probably wouldn't go on the road with a baby like yeah. that would be a lot so like you kind of are doing this it's a period of time baby and dad are going to have a blast and make major memories and you guys are going to meet up along the way and then you get to have your like True. focus on the tour and the focus on you know, every, and mom when you need to do that. So I think that's actually a really, really smart idea. I brought my baby on one work trip and I was like, this was too much. The do it, it, Like I felt the duality of myself, like to, I need a divide. There's a reason there's a door on my office. Like you need a divide so you can have like those focus. So I'm kind of excited for you. I hope you have like a blast on this and like get to feel human a little bit again. But let's get into this freaking book. When I read the description of it, I was like, no, 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 no. So I, I had said this in like the pre thing, but do you know, like on Instagram when people are like spill the tea and like yeah. people tell like this little one sentence of like something that they did. And I'm like, no, 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 I need the rest of the story. Like I'm so invested in people that are so anonymous and have these incredible secrets. But you guys took sort of like this 
encapsulated version of that into something really big. So talk to me about Lady Secrets and how it came to be, how it ended up working out and I don't know, give me some goods. <laughs> Jack, talk about it. Me? Okay. So No, I was doing my Canadian. Tell me about it's about so it. cute. About yeah, your your little accent is so adorable. It reminds me of home. Anyway, okay. sorry, Jack. <laughs> so Lady Secrets kind of came about. We had our first book called Act Like a Lady, and that book mm-hmm. was our own, you know misadventures of our lives and it included some advice and at the end of the book we did this special edition for Barnes and Noble and we were thinking we're like what's it going to be we don't have any other like stories that we want to tell for this book and the lady gang has always been about community it's so Mm -hmm. much bigger than the three of us it always has been since the very beginning of the podcast so we're like maybe we can you know incorporate some anonymous stories from our community and it ended up being such a cool thing. It was such a success. The stories were so juicy that once we finished this book and we had the opportunity to write another one, we're like, this is it. We're incorporating mm-hmm. our gang stories. It's going to be this big anonymous thing. We sent up a hotline that women called in their secrets. There is an anonymous submission website and it just, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of secrets from these women. So it's a little bit of that. And then it also is all of our own secrets that we are spilling as well that we never wanted to tell anybody. So it's really good. So did you find that like a lot of people had similar secrets? Like, do you, I I love to talk, shame is like one of my favorite topics, like Brene Brown, love her work and like just how shame kind of takes hold and how much we think we're like alone in situations and like all of the gray matter of humanity. I work a lot in terms of like the way we feel about our bodies and the fact that like I never knew what a postpartum body looked like until I was eight years postpartum. And that sort of became such a core of my work. But as we sort of like, people talk about different experiences, even in my DMs, I'm like, no, like thousands of people are experiencing what you're experiencing and you're holding on to this and carrying this weight around with you. So when you say juicy, is there like sadness too? Is there like, is there crossover? Like what were some of like the wow moments that you had kind of processing all of these submissions? Oh, I'd love to take this one because I have the book sitting right in front of me. So what was really interesting, uh, a couple things, like you just mentioned Becca going on the road with the baby, like she wrote this, we saved a spot in the, in the, in the book for her to like write a motherhood essay and Mm. the baby, we knew the baby was coming. We knew baby Ford was coming, but we saved this spot. And she actually writes that essay exactly like you just said, where she sort of starts off by saying like, I've got this, it's week two, I'm fine. And then by the end, she's kind of unraveling. And it's like this real honest thing that I think really aligns with the work that you do as well. But the, the secrets really range. Like we, we have everything from like cheating husbands, getting things stuck up your orifices, stealing, killing animals by accident and not taking blame for it. Like all the Hollywood secrets, a lot of dating secrets, but there is a whole section of the book that is just this vulnerable secrets that are hard to share. And I think mm-hmm. what really rocked us when we were collecting the secrets is that we expected girls pooping their pants. Like we fully yeah. expected that. Did I expect someone pooping in the litter box? Maybe not, but like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but what really got us was when we started collecting these secrets and, and women were writing in these beautiful essays about rape, about sexual assault, about mm. being sex trafficked, about loss, about grief, about someone wrote an essay about like waiting and wishing that their parents would die. So because they have such a bad relationship with them, they just like want the guilt to go away of Mm. like not having a good relationship with their parents. Like there's some really heavy stuff that really makes you think. And I guess for us, like 
when those secrets started to roll in, you just couldn't believe, like we come from such a privilege, like we're Hollywood, you know, like place that like was in our community. Like, no, wait, our community was experiencing this. Like, of course, yes, statistically, yes. But like for them to write in and be so vulnerable, like it was very, very beautiful. So how did you, I'm such an empathetic person. When people listen to this, this happened weeks ago, but I was sitting in the ER yesterday with my baby and I was fine. Like when it came to dealing with her, like I understood what was happening and I was very much like step-by-step, like kind of in that mode. But as I slowly sat in that room and watched like kids come in with their face cut or like a man who would fall in, like a young daughter, like taking care of her elderly grandfather, like I was, I was sitting there and just like absorbing. And by the end of this, like five hour wait, I'm sobbing and it wasn't for me. It was literally for everybody else. So as you're talking about these people sharing these stories, I have to ask, like, how did you manage processing the amount of like empathy and like reality and the humanity of the stories that you were reading? Did you, did you find that you had to do things to sort of make yourself okay as you sort of spilled these secrets? I mean, luckily we get an opportunity for so much levity, like even Mm. in really, really challenging times, like even personally, when you are going through like the hardest time of your life where you kind of like a year before it happened, you're like, I could never imagine this happening to me. There's no silver lining. There's no getting over. There's no getting out of your bed if you're in this situation. Mm -hmm. But then you land yourself in those situations and you do. And there's resiliency and there's also levity and an ability to not laugh. But I do find when people around me are experiencing the most trauma, there's also this beautiful side that there's also opportunity to like make light and laugh. Mm -hmm. And the Lady Gang community, even when they're facing stuff that's really challenging, the way they're writing these essays is like, you're crying and then you're laughing and then you're crying and then you're saying, oh my gosh, me too. And then you're laughing again. So we kind of, it's a testament to the kind of woman that listens to this podcast and is in this Mm -hmm. community. Like we're resilient as fuck. Mm -hmm. We can have a lot of really dark shit happen to us and sad shit and And we still kind of find the way we find the light in every day and we find the way to laugh. And that's just spills over in everything that we do, every branch of the brand. Like it's kind of wild. These these amazing women in the community. Well, and like you, you were asking before that, you know, people like writing these secrets to different things. And it's kind of crazy when we are getting all these different submissions for the secrets. It's like, no, there is no unique secret. Mm. There are so many women that are experiencing the same thing. And whether that is silly that you're like shitting your pants at McDonald's or, you know, you're going through something super, super serious and traumatic, all so many women have experienced the same type of thing. So with this book and sharing all these secrets, our biggest mantra for the lady gang is to help women feel less alone. So Mm. whether that is kind of releasing the shame of this thing that you thought you're the only person in the world that's ever experienced this. And like, how could anybody ever understand what you're going through? Like, hopefully, even if it's just 1% of feeling like, oh shit, like there are other women that have experienced this too. Like we've kind of done our, our job at the end of the day. And you know, what's so interesting. I would just add to that is like, since you were talking about shame and Brene Brown, like I'm, we're in the mid, we can still be in the middle of this like 360 shame spiral because we did, we've done this podcast for almost seven years and we've talked about everything and we've shared everything about our lives. And then we put it all in a book and we're like, okay, this is it because women will feel less alone if we share all this stuff. And now we're going out into the world and we're having to present the book of secrets. And some of them are pretty raunchy and some of them are pretty jaw dropping, but this is like 
women's truth. You know what I mean? It's the truth. And I'm still getting bumped up against like, did we go too far? Did we share too much? Like, oh no, am I a bad person? Because I like want this out in the world. Like there's still the shame of sharing the secrets that other people shared with us out into the world, because like somehow we're bad at womanhood if we're talking about sex too much or something like that. So it is a really weird cycle. Okay, I'm going to ask a question that sounds a little obvious, but are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? Yeah, me too. These feelings can make it so hard to shift gears and get in the mood. You know, the mood. This is why I want to talk to you about Dipsy. Now, I always review anything before I ever talk about it, especially on the podcast. If I'm giving a recommendation, I want to know and experience the product first. So I'm not going to lie, I did not expect Dipsy to be so good, but I found myself relaxed and completely in the mood. But what is Dipsy? Well, Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter what you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, which I've done, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and they also now offer written stories. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash papaya. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash papaya. One more time, dipsystories.com slash papaya. Are you going on date after date and still not finding the one or getting a text back? Well, you're probably doing something wrong. And I am here to tell you exactly what that is. I'm Lindsay Metzler and I host We Met at Acme. It's a dating podcast that gives you all the rules and guidelines that you need to date successfully. Hey, it worked for me and now I'm married. So you really should give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can also hear the horrors of dating. Everything that you want to hear is in We Met at Acme. So check it out. I also just think it's it's so fascinating to me because we sort of like even if you had a platform and you're like I'm going to share my secrets you still have to own what people's responses are. So the idea of being able to share anonymously and get these parts of like intersections of humanity and womanhood that are happening everywhere and all the time whether it's sex related affairs like polyamory while more talked about still super shameful for a lot of people. People are going through shit that are just it's not being talked about, right? Like I just talked to today about like the fact that I peed my pants after like giving birth and like going on a trampoline and I didn't know and people were like, "Oh my god, like that that's happened to me too. I'm like, I don't know. That's such a simple thing. Like I thought we all just peed our pants after we had kids. Like I just thought that that was a thing that we all uh, do, but people are still like, they hold on to that shit. They don't know it's going on. So I love the idea that you've taken sort of this community base of sharing these intimate things that have happened to them, but in a place that protects them as well. Like it's in a place that also 
honors that this is going to change people's lives for the reader, whether they go through it or not. I'm so huge on more of us have to listen to other people's stories. Like we're so in our own sometimes that it's hard to like, I don't know what it's like to go through infertility. I don't know what it's like to experience racism. Like all of these things, if we're not listening and we're so trapped in our own bubble, we're not going to progress. So if you can encapsulate stories of other people and storytell it in a way that is like full of lessons and laughter, like I think that that's such a beautiful beautiful part of what you're doing and how you're kind of spreading your community impact. So when you're talking about this tour, is the tour a lady gang podcast tour? Is it a book tour? What are you guys doing? What can people expect from the show? It's a little bit of everything. We've done live shows before and they've kind of a version of our podcast where we'd have, you know, audience participation and stuff like that, but we wanted to do something different for this tour. So there's, we have good week, bad week on our podcast, which is like the best part of our podcast where we talk about the highs and the lows of our week. That's like going to be a mainstay, but then we have a lot of different tricks up our sleeves that are kind of incorporating the book and sharing different secrets and having a reading, but it'll be really fun and interactive. And then we always, our favorite part of any live show is roasting the men in our audience. So we have a little special surprise that we're going to be able to like embarrass the men a little bit and kind of like bring them up on stage and put the spotlight on them. So it's going to be a, and Kelsey always gets wasted. So that's the best part of the show. <laughs> New for 2022. Um, we're doing a sit down chair dance. What's so, that mean? You know, I just keep saying it cause I want to do it so bad. And the more we talk about it, we can't go back on our word. So I was in Ibiza this summer and I went to this dinner theater and between each of like segment of the dinner theater, everyone like did a dance to sweet dreams. Uh, and by the end of the thing, everyone's doing the dance and it's so fun. But I was like, well, we're not at a club. We're like sitting down. So we're doing like a sit down dance, like a TikTok, but like everyone in the audience, and we're going to break up the show by like every time a segment's over when you sit, sit down dance. I know that's not a big selling point, that people are like, I actually don't want to go now that I have to do the sit down dance, but I think it's gonna be really fun. You're gonna walk out feeling like inspired, less alone, make new friends. It's gonna be amazing. I think live shows and concerts right now are like rejuvenating people too. Oh like, my God, I, yeah. I, you guys are, you're in California. So you, maybe you had like slightly similar. We in Canada were locked down for like a lot. Like we literally just started having concerts and stuff like that. And it's, it, it's the, different this time. Like, I think that we have such an appreciation and such a, a, like an admiration for what it, what, what it is to like leave the house and go do things and be with people again, as much as the last two, this actually kind of ties in with the book too, but like as much as the last two years have sucked, there are parts of it that have really like changed us. Like there's, there's things that all will never, like a hug is never just a hug anymore. Like I remember not being able to give hugs and like, that was such a weird time. Like a hug is never just a hug anymore. And I hope we hold on to that. And in the same way, like we talk, a lot of people will argue me, I don't know where everybody stands on, you know, if everything happens for a reason. And I, I don't know exactly where I stand, but like, I don't always want to believe that like children die for a purpose or like people are cheated on for a reason. Like, I don't always want to hold on to like these things happen to you because that's your purpose. But I believe that good things can come from anything. So I'm kind of excited with like the book and the show that like there's such an opportunity for people to like experience joy out of like two years of not having joy in that way. And at the same time, like have this book that sort of is like doing that same thing, like showing people, yeah, the resilience of women, but like good things can come out of like shit situations, like really, really hard stuff. But let's talk about the tour because I want to hear like honest truth. Like, are you 
terrified? What are you terrified for? And what are you excited for when it comes to doing this show? Especially after like two years. Well, I don't want to get COVID on tour. I will say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Unfortunately, that a is a one. big possibility. Big reality. <laughs> yeah. Has everyone uh, had it already? Yes. Yeah. 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 But we're you? trying to get one of those like bubbles. Sorry, that you can like blow up. I don't think that that is like a soccer bubble. Like, wouldn't you yeah. suffocate? <laughs> I feel no, like, like you could just wear a mask. We'll do some, we'll do some one of those it, zorbing but... bubbles that you're supposed to like run down a hill in, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I would sweat my ass off in that thing. It would probably send me to the hospital. While we could just, it'll, be that, it'll be we that could, or a spray tan tent. That seems yes. very on brand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the best part of doing the tour is while it is like, especially this one, it's the longest we'll ever be going consecutively in the most cities in, you know, one short period of time. We're going to be exhausted. But the best thing is like seeing the listeners out in the world. Yes. And interacting with them and having them interact with each other like I think for the most part we're not doing the Lord's work with the lady gang like there's very few times where I'm like (laughs) we're really doing something good but when I'm at those shows and I have one you know interaction where a girl is like I have been so lonely during COVID I had no one I was living alone and all I did was listen to you guys on my walks and in my apartment while I was cleaning and it made me laugh and it just like, yes, that's also like not we're not saving the world, but it's something that's making a difference in a positive way in someone's day. Mm-hmm. And then also these girls are like meeting up with each other to go to the shows together. So it's like we could just not be there at all. And these girls yeah. would be having yeah. drinks, having fun. They're there for each other. And it's yeah. just an excuse to get together and like put on a mascara. So, yeah, yeah I'm not looking forward to like using the bathroom on a tour bus. Oh, yeah, or, that's the you're really spilling secrets for there's yeah. no secrets there. No, I got to take a shit on the tour bus. You got to <laughs> shit in a bag. Yeah. So what? are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you can't poop in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you have to wait to go pull over at like a rest stop or, you know, a Taco Bell. But, but if it's, oh, okay. it's not coming Close. and you can't hold it, then, then you got to poop in a bag. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I had no idea that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> I so have to glamorous. say, though. Sort of to pick. So I have never done a live show, but I've been Caitlin Bristow's guest twice on live shows. And my favorite part is when people come by themselves because they're like, you have been my best friend. Like they look at Caitlin and they're like, no, like you're the best part of my week. And I'm like looking at her like, are you even processing this person? Like bought a ticket, drove into the city, like got a hotel, came and like sat in this row and paid for a VIP to give you a hug and like is sitting there absorbing everything you're doing because you have been their best friend. That's where I think podcasts are like just above and beyond anything else. Cause you can like show up on the gram, you can do all these things, but like when somebody, when you're in somebody's ears and like entering their lives that way, that is so impactful. So I can only imagine how it must feel being there and like seeing people, especially people who show up by themselves. I just think it's like the most, I just love when I see that happening. This one girl at the last show that Caitlin just did, it was her birthday and she came and brought herself on oh, her birthday to Caitlin's show. And I was like, oh my I God. love this. Well, this, this happens. So this has happened to us a lot in the past with shows. Like we've had girls that have come up to us and been like, I, I came alone. Like, yeah. and this is kind of scary for me, but like, I really love you and blah, 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 blah. So it's happened so many times that we've kind of taken it into our own hands. We made these little pins that say solo YOLO on them that we're giving out to solo girls that are there that they can wear, that they can meet up with other girls that came solo or groups of friends that came together can kind of adopt them into their friend group. So these women can kind of feel the community 
supporting them and finding friends while they're there. Because again, especially during the pandemic, so many women were sort of making friends with each other through the Facebook group, but have never met in real life. So this is kind of a way for our girls to really get together. And then again, if you're coming alone, feel supported and feel like you're not alone while everybody yeah. is having fun. So we're really excited for that. Confession for you. I joined your Facebook group and lied and said that I listened to episodes, but I just Googled who you had as a guest so I could answer the questions right. <laughs> and so that I could get into the Facebook group because I heard it was love super a liar. cool. And I've been in there for like five years. <laughs> oh, wait, I actually did know this. I think somebody had mentioned that you were in it at some point. Oh I was my like, God. Really? <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm wait, like, I've been there for too- so long, but I hadn't listened to your podcast before. My friends were like, are you in the Lady Gang Facebook group? And I was like, no. And then you go in and you have to like apply and you have to like answer these questions. And I remember like looking up, like Googling and just listening to like 15 seconds so I could get in the show. Oh, for you. oh my gosh. You know what? You. Everyone's my sharing confession. their lady secrets. We would put that in the chapter under fraud. Yeah, total fraud, total. But it's it's I'm still in it. It's so fun. And like part of the thing that's so fun about it is like people do share like the (laughs) wildest shit in that group. It's shocking. It's It's so it's so wild. But like they've clearly made friends with each other. Like when you guys talk about community like impact, like you I don't know, to me, maybe because that was like the first one I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. That's like that's huge. Like you've really created how many people are in that Facebook group now? There's like 30, yeah, 33,000 people in the group. And then we have 116 subgroups. So like there's a Toronto Lady Gang subgroup, a DC. Oh my God, I have more fraud to do. The book club is, yeah, I know. The book club is like popping off. We have like 3,000 people in our book club. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, but you know, it's just a testament. I think that the way that we have been living our lives is not fulfilling us in the way that it's supposed to, right? Like all these internet friends and, and all this, like watching other people and seeing, you know, the highlight reel of other people, like there's something about actually just being in your life, making friends, whether they're internet friends or whatever that is. And like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of women are lonely and there's like this female friendship and this struggle that you don't have anyone to turn to. And so these little communities that are hidden behind the wall are really special. That was a long way of me saying, I just love it. (laughs) I was like, then on December 24th, There was an asteroid. Sorry. My bad. How do you manage being so open? Like, are you, are you at this point, I'm 14 years into my career and I'm still not good at this. So I love asking other people who are sort of in the spotlight. How do you stay unapologetically yourselves? Cause I think you all do such a good job at that, but how do you, how do you deal with like the haters or even like, I've witnessed it before where people like talk shit about you within your own Facebook group. And like that oh, yeah. blows my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, ma'am, you're in the house. Like you can't talk shit to the host in the house. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. How do you manage that? Like for yourself that and like that one keeps, yeah. It, uh, but it's that a, it happens to everybody. It's like, yeah, it, it does. It, it's, mm-hmm. I guess that's a testament to success in a sense when your Facebook group turns against you. Yeah. 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 Or when you find it. I, I found like a, you know, those like weird blogs that like they're hate blogs for like certain people online. Yeah. I found mine and it was the worst thing I've ever done because everything that they said was annoying about me. I now find annoying about myself. So I'm like, <laughs> no. we need to not, like we can't, we can't do that. You know what? It's, 
I was gonna I was gonna say Kelty probably deals with this differently than Becca and I. I think ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I think the internet is such a cruel place a lot of the time. And even if you're Mother Teresa, like people are still gonna find a reason to hate you. So yeah. and it really most of the time doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with the person that is writing this really nasty comment. So I've kind of, you know, adopted the don't read your DMs, don't read the comments, don't don't search yourself on Reddit, like yeah. kind of just trying to stay out of the noise because, you know, I've, humans are sensitive and that mm-hmm. stuff can affect you even if it's subconsciously. So if you're going to be a public person, I think it's, it comes along with what you're doing, but you know, you got to try to look after your mental health first because that shit can really destroy you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when I found it, somebody, I, I had said something in my stories because they had like gone into like my Peloton to like see how much I was working out. Oh and my I was, like, God. Oh my so God. And they were making fun of me for like not doing rides well. Anyways. And she was my one friend, like God bless her. She was like, Sarah, that is not self-loving. Like you reading that is yeah. the worst thing you could be doing for yourself. Worst. And I was like, that's true. And I was like trying to be funny about it. Cause I was like, they went on my Peloton. Now I'm going to go on five times this week. Like, fuck you guys. That's but like it, was, it, was so cool. it was like so bad for me. Like I now find these parts of myself annoying that were just adorable before. And I was like, <laughs> I was really self-conscious about my Peloton. Like that was it. She was so right though. She was like, that was the last thing that you should have been doing for yourself love. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you're so right. Even if I wanted to make a funny joke out of it. And like, be really one time somebody said that my I was super pregnant my nipples were like the size of Texas and I was just like wearing a romper and they were really showing and someone was like she actually the the quote is Jesus fucking Christ put your nipples away you whore so I was like oh you know what I'm gonna do (laughs) I'm going to copy and paste my nipples all over my entire outfit and I'm going to post it with your comment on it and uh, like I love petty shit like that like I love clapbacks that are just like petty but at the same time I'm like yeah it's true like eventually it does add up now I'm a little bit like do I want my nipples showing because now I'm gonna I I have to brace myself for like what might come so you right. really just yeah. adopted like like not not a bubble that you might die in but like an actual bubble of like protection to make sure that you're coping well yeah, yeah. I, I mean I don't you- even open a dm like that's just <gasps> really not a single one. No, I spend four hours. I I do half my day in DMs. No, are you responding to? There's everything? like yeah, I, not everyone, but I I've committed four hours a day to DMs. Oh shit! God bless yeah. you. I that's mean, I just that's amazing that that's what you that's what you do and that works for you. But I also think like some people believe that we've signed some weird contract that. Yeah because we've decided to put ourselves on a platform that's public, that that also means that we can like receive anything and everything and we should be like forced to read it. Mm -hmm. I recently heard an actress talk about how she, you know, there's a lot of comments about your body and your figure and your face and your everything. And she said simply, I just will not dehumanize myself. I refuse Mm. to dehumanize myself by talking about things like this. It even works with like negative self-talk because you're like, why am I sitting here picking apart my thighs? I am a human. Like this is not, you know, a sculpture. This is not, this is a human living, breathing person with a soul. So I'm not going to pick apart petty bullshit. So, but you know what? Some people it's like, you're either the person that goes and you're looking and you can't help yourself or you can really like be disciplined. But I just I challenge everyone to do like what they feel best doing, not what they feel obligated to do. Mm. 
That's such good advice. That's really good advice. I personally, I love the DMs. It makes me feel like I'm not just talking to my phone. But I also started doing that like when I wasn't a big account. So I get what you're saying because now I have this, people have constant access to me. So if they don't Mm -hmm. approve of something, like I I have no choice but to see it and hear it. I don't see all of them. I'm a huge fan of Blossom and Block them if they get a little spicy with me. Yeah. But it's like, it, that's where like my, I found a lot of like my personal community, but it also like it comes with its, it, count, it comes with its downfalls for sure. It's why I love podcasting. Nobody can talk back. If you want to take the time to leave a nasty review, have fun. Mm-hmm. They do that sometimes. Oh don't write the reviews. The reviews are the worst. I mean, it's like that and probably an anonymous subreddit is probably like the depths <laughs> yeah. of the internet. Of- yeah. We used to read our reviews for fun like on the podcast because it's just so but then you're ridiculous. instigating and then people are gonna yeah. be like well now i'm gonna write about a review so yeah. i can try to get on the podcast and then it's exactly. like, that's so true yeah that's but I the think one there's thing like a, a, a meet in the middle you know like for me like i'm a dm or two and i like that connection and i think what's hard about it is that the weirder stuff is the easier it is to blow off. Like when people are like, Kelty looks like Steven Tyler. Like, I think it's so funny. And like, it's been a running joke because, because it's so ridiculous, right? Like I'm obviously not a 66 year old man. I mean, maybe, (laughs) I I mean, maybe I am, I don't know. But like that stuff is, is really easy to like kind of water off a duck's back. The stuff that's is sticky is like you said, with your nipples, it's like the stuff that's really close Mm. and it may be something that you like that I feel almost a little insecure about and know that it's one of my flaws. Like when people call you out on something that you already know is kind of like that thing about you. Yeah. That's when you're like, Oh, that's when it just gets me. Like when you're like, you're a fucking bitch and you're untalented and blah, blah. Like, I don't care. That doesn't affect me. It's when it's like, you're really, you know, you're, you have a great podcast, but your voice, uh, I, I don't even have a good example right now, but when it's really close, yeah. like it's almost on the nail, I'm like, Ugh. or it's something you can't change. Yeah. yeah. And things like I even had one today where someone was like, I'm sending my daughter to preschool and they were like preschool. Like, isn't that too soon for her? And I was like, well, you want to shop around childcare options right now because it's fucking hard. And like, we're doing the best we can. This is what's going to work. My husband's huge into getting her some social skills because she just goes up to other toddlers and like touches their face. Uh-huh. Oh my so God. yeah, we're sending Amazing. her to fucking preschool. But like the way that they come off and like m- mom shame is like, that's the thing like you're always. Yeah. I think like as a woman or anything too, like when you're just like to trying to be, yeah, it's too close. So you're right. Like there's the things that you can be about but when it hits too close or it's something about your voice like I'm I don't know why I'm like super self-conscious about how I sound in my Instagram stories and I never listen to them with sound and like my children are banned from it because I'm like do not listen to them with sound but again like coming back to your point Jack like it was because I read it on a Reddit thing where they said that my voice was annoying and now I'm like, I can't hear it anymore. All of that our voices are sick. annoying. They're After all, this yeah, many hours of podcasting, there's no one yeah, that I yeah. want to listen to this much. <laughs> my favorite thing now with like the mom shaming, I have a friend yeah. who's pretty big on Instagram and she's opened up her life a lot to like the mothering and she gets yeah. so much crazy feedback yeah. that it's really it's really shocking. And yeah. I was like, I think you should just have like a blanket statement where you're like, thank you so much for looking out for me. Like, sorry, I missed this. I was driving with my kid on my lap, smoking a cigarette with the windows rolled up. <laughs> have a great day. Like, just fuck you. You know, well, like, it's just fuck you. I feel oh like with God, mom, I, I can't even that's imagine such a good idea. Becca. Yeah, I'm going to start doing I'm sorry. Right now, Ford's shaving his legs. We're starting him early, you know, like 
And then baby, I'm going to teach no, him how to do a keg Botox. stand. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting Botox. He's getting Scrotox. Scrotox. Oh. <laughs> like, just leave me alone, you know? You and shut it's the fuck just, up. You should be allowed to share what's happening because 90% of the, 99.9% of the people that are seeing you send your daughter to preschool are feeling mm-hmm. comfort and knowing that they also are have, having to send their kid to preschool or they're mm-hmm. thinking about it or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they value that content. And then there's the rest that are just mentally insane. Well, yeah. and it's the problem of people think that their opinion is fact, especially with like mm. a lot of the mom stuff. Ooh. I can't even imagine it, but it's so many things are so subjective and there's a million ways to do the right thing. And, you know, everything is on a sliding scale and nothing is black and white. But when you're getting these feedback comments, it's like, no, you're doing this wrong. And I am right because I'm on my like high horse, whatever. But it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. I can't imagine being a mom and putting shit online. I think that's what I'm most excited about your book, though, is like that sliding scale and not being black and white. Like we're not black and white. Everything that we grew up knowing, everything that society looked like, the way that movies played out our lives being like cookie cutter and perfect and that women were, you know, these clean little rose colored glasses humans. And the fact that you guys are kind of like allowing people to like self-expose into the reality of what they are. I think that's so cool and so special. I could talk to you all forever, but we are completely out of time plug away tell everyone where they can get tickets for the tour and where they can where and when they can find the book well now i'm feeling terrible we're not coming to toronto lady secrets is available um no no no. (laughs) lady secrets is available wherever you get books it comes out september 20th but the pre-orders are really important so you can go to our website theladygang.com slash books and it has all the places you can buy barnes and noble amazon we actually are working with some indie sellers as well to support like the indie book community so it's really really cute and then the tour tickets are available on theladygang.com slash tour and we're hitting 15 cities starting in chicago on september 13th and so we'll be through new york we're going to arizona Texas, Charlotte, Atlanta, Philly, Boston. And so we're, you know, we're really, really excited about it. And I, I will say our first book was great. I do think this book is even better. I gotta be honest. I have your first book. Your first book is great. Like it was a great, great book. So the fact that you're saying that about this one makes me really, really excited. I think it's going to be awesome. It's really cute. Well, Thanks for having you us. We love you. We're so no, excited this about this. I know. So fun. I felt like I was going to throw up before this. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not prepared. I literally have nothing. And I'm just like showing up to the shit with these like professional podcasters not and winging it. <laughs> and honestly, this was a delightful little, this was a delightful time. So thank you so Aww. much. I'm so excited that you all came on and I'm very excited for every, I'm just excited to follow along on this tour and get the book. I'm just so excited for you all. So thank you all so much. And for everyone listening, I'll have everything in the show notes for you as well. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this episode. If you've made it this far, I have one more little thing to share with you. Did you know that I actually have a photo and video editing app? So many people were surprised to hear that I have one, but it's actually been around for a little while and you can join over 200,000 of the Papaya community by downloading my free app, Pink Papaya on iOS. While so many apps focus on changing your appearance, Pink Papaya is all about celebrating yourself for exactly who you are and expressing your creativity and your storytelling with nearly 50 free filters and tools. Find us on social and share your edits as well. We might just share them too. So tag me as well at Pink Papaya app. Just had to share that with you, especially as the springtime's coming. We've got some really cool things happening in there and so much more coming. 
check it out at Pink Papaya app. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.